Hello, everyone. So you have found the In the Scriptures podcast. What have you found? Let's talk about it for just a moment. I'm Lance Taylor, evangelist at Sandlin Road Church of Christ in Elkmont, Alabama. This podcast is to be a Bible study encouraging the opening of the Bible itself personally to examine the Scriptures so that you can find Christian answers for daily life and to help you better share God's Word and better remember God's Word as it applies to you. So, come with me on this journey as we look in the Scriptures together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the In the Scriptures podcast, a Bible study encouraging the opening of the Bible to personally examine the Scriptures, finding Christian answers for daily life, and helping equip individuals to better share God's Word. I'm Lance Taylor. I'm the evangelist at Sandlin Road Church of Christ, and I'll be your host on this Bible cast. And today I want to spend a few minutes talking about an overview of the Bible. We talk about being in the Scriptures on this podcast, but in order to study the Bible, maybe we need to stop and learn a little bit more about what the Bible is all about, how it's made up, and how to even go about beginning to study the Bible. So let's talk about some introduction information uh, for those of you who may be new students of the Bible. And for those of us who have been studying the Bible for a longer period of time, I'm sure that this information will serve as a good way for us to touch up, brush up, and and remind ourselves of things that maybe we've always known or things that we need to remember going forward. I'm going to use a couple of resources today, and I'll try to be sure that I always share information about that when I do use those um, extra resources in the program. Uh, But today in particular, I'm going to use a book uh, titled Overview of the Bible by author David Dan. Uh, this is uh, I'm going to be looking at part one that gives some introduction to the Bible uh, information, and it just he does a really great job of compiling that information, and so I'm going to uh, lean on his uh, outline to some degree. And then another book that we may look at as time allows is titled "What Is in the Book" by Hoyt Houchin. Uh, this is a newly reprinted book from uh, years gone by, and Brother Houchin does a great job as well, giving an introduction to the Bible a lot of facts about the Bible, and uh, we may take a look at some of that uh, information as well. So today we're, we're just going to really spend time talking about uh, the Bible and, and what we need to know about it as we're going to dig and, and get into the Scriptures uh, going forward in these lessons. So let's introduce ourselves to the Bible. Uh, the term Bible is from the Greek word biblos, which uh, means a written book, uh, a roll, or a scroll. Uh, and so, you know, ultimately the, the term has the idea of just being a book. But this is not just any book, obviously. This is uh, the book that we must all uh, really come to know and understand and learn more about. It's God's book. You may even have heard people at times talk about it as the good book. And uh, that's a, a true statement, but it's really much more than that. The Bible throughout claims to be uh, from God and a product of His mind and His Word 
uh, to mankind. In 2 Timothy 3, in verse 16, we read, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And so that's, uh, again, giving the, the fact, the idea that the Bible is claiming to be inspired by God and to be God's Word to us. And so it's really a, a full library of information that God has made available to us through various writers. Ultimately, the Bible is a collection of books. There are 66 separate books, 66 separate books in the Bible, uh, at least 40 different writers, and these writers wrote over a span of about 1,500 years. So this was not something that went to press in just a matter of a short amount of time. Uh, this is something that is a collection uh, that took many, many years to bring all the way together. And more importantly, perhaps, than understanding how many writers over what amount of time, is to understand as a Bible student that the story in the Bible, the message of the Bible, is one unified message. Even though it's 66 books written by 40 different men over 1,500 years, there is one main story. It is ultimately the story, the telling of God's plan to save all of humanity, to save mankind uh, from sin and from being lost. There are two main divisions within the Bible. If you open your Bible, you'll find that. You'll see that there's the Old Testament, that's the first 39 books of the Bible. And there is the New Testament. And that's the final 27 books of the Bible. And when you see the term testament, it's important to understand what that means. Another word for testament is covenant. You'll read that throughout the scriptures. And we might say it in a more modern language that we're used to as a contract or an agreement between two parties. And so the Old Testament is a record of the covenant, the agreement, the contract that God established with His first people, with the nation of Israel. We'll learn more about that, Lord willing, as we continue to go through this podcast. And the New Testament is uh, the new covenant, the new contract that God established with all of mankind through Jesus and we read about that again in the New Testament section of the Scriptures. So let's talk a little more about the Old Testament. There are some significant uh, details about the Old Testament that will help us understand it even better as well. When you open your Bible in the Old Testament, you're going to see books ranging from Genesis to Malachi. And the books of the Old Testament fall into five major categories. First is the books of the law. That includes the books of Genesis to Deuteronomy. And then, secondly, the books of history, which include the books of Joshua through Esther. Third, the books of poetry, including the books of Job through Song of Solomon. Fourth, the books of the major prophets. That includes the books of Isaiah through Daniel. 
And then fifth, the books of the minor prophets, which carries with it the books of Hosea through Malachi. So going through the books of the Old Testament, the books of the law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the books of history, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, books of poetry, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, the major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, and the minor prophets, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Thirty-nine books, again, in the Old Testament, from Genesis to Malachi. The New Testament uh, can be placed into five major categories. The first being the Gospels, beginning with Matthew, and the second being the books of history, the book of Acts, the third being the, uh, the epistles of Paul, or the letters of Paul written to the churches, the fourth being the general letters written by various individuals, such as the book of Hebrews through Jude, and then finally, uh, the one book of prophecy in the New Testament, the book of Revelation. So, the New Testament begins with Matthew, ends with Revelation. The Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The one book of history in the New Testament is the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts within the early church. So the book of Acts, and then Paul's epistles, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. The general epistles are Hebrews, James, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and Jude. And then the last book in the New Testament, a book of prophecy, the book of Revelation. So 27 books again in the New Testament, beginning with Matthew and ending with Revelation. So as we're looking at this, uh, I mentioned earlier that this is the one book from God, and even though it's 66 books combined with all the different authors that are involved over all the years, there is one unified story. Well, what is the one theme or the one storyline of the Bible? Well, it, it is the redemption, God's plan to save mankind by way of Jesus Christ. And so the theme of the Bible is truly Jesus Christ. It's all about Him and His coming to save mankind. He is central to everything, Old Testament and New Testament. The Old Testament focuses on the anticipation of the coming of Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And the New Testament focuses on Jesus Christ as the one who has come, 
and has provided the way of salvation, who is the head of the church, and who we're looking for in his return from heaven. He is what brings the Bible to its completion, the fulfillment of the plan of God. And ultimately, it's the key to understanding everything within the Scriptures. So as we continue in this journey of going in the Scriptures, those are some important facts to remember, to understand what you're doing when you open the Bible. You're opening the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And to be able to get familiar with these 66 books and understand kind of how they are laid out and how to navigate them as you study. They're all talking ultimately about Jesus. And so we want to be looking for that as we study the Scriptures. To really be asking that question, why does this matter? What is it all about? And to be looking uh, into those details each and every time. When we think about the uh, Bible in its entirety and being students of the Bible, there truly is a bit of a learning curve in being able to open it up and study with confidence to understand all of the things that are within the Bible. So I want to encourage you, don't get overwhelmed at all, uh, but take your time, open it up, listen to this again. Uh, search out trusted resources that can help you get familiar with the layout of the Bible. Look at the table of contents in your own Bible and see the different books and get familiar with their names. Recognize that in the Bible, in many cases, you're going to find cross-references and opportunities for you to look at similar verses and such. And get used to seeing those things. And that's very important to understand. There are also periods in the Bible, and we'll talk more about this uh, as we go through studying the Scriptures in different ways, but that's important to understand too, that as we look at the Bible as a history book, there are some periods of time that are going to be important to understand, going all the way back to the very early days when uh, God gave laws and commands and information directly to men. And you'll read about that in Bible history as the patriarchal age. The patriarchs uh, of God's people were the ones that he dealt with and spoke to. And then you have a, a Jewish dispensation of time. When the law was given uh, to the nation of the Jews in particular. And the Christian dispensation of time in which uh, the the law of God was given to all of mankind, and Christianity truly would spring forth worldwide, not just among the Jews. And then as you go through even just Old Testament history, you're going to find that there's a time from the creation to the flood that is broken out in the Scriptures. You're going to find a time from the flood to the time that God speaks to Abraham about being the father of the nation of Israel. You're going to also see that uh, Abraham, to the time of Egypt, that's talked about among God's people, is a patriarchal age. There's a time in which God's people will be in bondage that's talked about in the Old Testament. There are wanderings in a wilderness, the conquest of the land of Canaan, when God's people will have a land. The time of the judges 
that is a prelude to the time of the kings when the nation of Israel will have a united kingdom and a divided kingdom uh, that we will take a look at as we go through the scriptures. Judah becomes a very key part of the nation of Israel to watch. There's a time of exile and a time of post-exile, all in Old Testament history. So, again, there's just so much that you can dig into when looking at the Scriptures kind of from a thousand-foot view and examining what you might find there. Don't want to overwhelm you with too much. We're going to try to take it bite by bite as an overview of the Bible just to begin and want us to be able to uh, enjoy time looking at God's book for us. So the Bible has stood the test of time, the most printed and read book of all time. Do you have one? Are you looking to it, reading it, studying it, and staying in the Scriptures? I hope you are. And I hope you'll continue to tune in to episodes on this podcast as we try to help you stay in the Scriptures. I'm Lance Taylor, and until next time, I hope that you keep studying your Bible and try to follow Jesus in every way that you can by staying in the Scriptures. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the In the Scriptures Bible Study Podcast. I'm Lance Taylor, and I'll be your host. I'm also the evangelist at Sandland Road Church of Christ in Elkmont, Alabama. would invite you to visit our website, sandlinroadchurch.com, as well as our Facebook page for more Bible study lessons and opportunities for you to study and listen to God's Word in video and audio as well. In this Bible study podcast, we're going to be encouraging the opening of the Bible to personally examine the Scriptures, finding Christian answers for daily life, and helping equip individuals to better share God's Word. So I invite you to have your Bible handy as we open the Scriptures together and look at these uh, so important lessons about God's Word. We have looked in the first couple of episodes at just an overview of the Bible, including looking at the Old Testament in an overview and also the New Testament. And we want to begin now specifically in the Old Testament with going book by book to consider what is in each book and why it's important inside the Bible itself. And so today we want to talk about Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. And I would encourage you to make a a note to memorize uh, the first verse, at least, of Genesis. Genesis 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now today we're not going to go through and spend a lot of time in all the actual verses in the text. I want to spend more time in talking about it from an overview uh, perspective. But I do want to encourage you to go ahead and begin memorizing important verses like this in the scriptures. Genesis 1 verse 1, I really believe as a believer in God that this is one of those verses that we should be able to call to memory at any time. That the very first verse of the Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. 
There's much debate in our world and has been for really all of the time of mankind about the beginning of things, the origin of the world, the earth, the universe, and man himself, the origin of nations, and more. And the Bible cuts right to the chase and begins with that verse 1 that states that God is the creator, that with God we have the beginning of everything. And so the title of the book of Genesis uh, is completely to do with the beginning of things. The Hebrew word, uh, spelled B-R-E-S-H-I-T-H, is translated in the beginning, just like the first verse starts. And when the Septuagint version of the Old Testament was written, the translators uh, gave the book a Greek name, going from Hebrew to Greek, and the Greek word was spelled G-E-N-E-S-E-O-S, and that means beginning. And the Greek title of the book was directly converted to an English word that we now use, Genesis, and that designates the book as a book of beginning, of beginnings, or origins, you might say. When we think about who the author of the book is, it's not revealed in the book of Genesis itself. It's never stated specifically. There are good reasons to believe that Moses wrote the book of Genesis. Uh, the book of Exodus, for instance, the following book, is a continuation of the story of Israel that begins in Genesis. And Moses is clearly presented as the author of Exodus in Exodus 17, uh, verse 14, in Exodus 24, verse 4, and also in Exodus 34, verse 27. And through the rest of the Old Testament, uh, the events recorded in Genesis are regarded as part of the law of Moses. You can see that in Deuteronomy 1, verse 8, and in 2 Kings 13, and verse 23. And along with that, the third reason is that Jesus, along with the writers of the New Testament, referred to Moses as uh, the writer of Genesis and the first portion of the Old Testament as they referred to it as the law of Moses. You can read that in Luke 24 and verse 27 and also in John 7 verses 22 and 23. As I'm doing right here, there will be many times that I will not actually go to these verses and read them for the sake of our time on this podcast, uh, but I do encourage you to jot these down and go back and read them for yourself. It'll build your faith in understanding uh, how the Bible all ties together and how we're arriving at the conclusions that we are in looking at these outlines uh, from right inside the Scriptures. When we think about the date uh, of the book of Genesis, uh, it's very obvious that the events recorded in Genesis took place long before Moses were, was born, so these were not things that Moses was writing about as eyewitness accounts. Uh, regarding the creation of the universe and uh, even all the way up to the death of Joseph. Uh, all of these things occurred between two and three hundred years before Moses' birth, uh, specifically Joseph being that tail end of it. And Moses lived in a time period approximately between 1526 and 1406 B.C. So Genesis must have been written during that period of time if written by Moses. And it's possible that he wrote it while he was living in Egypt. Uh, but it's also part uh, possible that it was written uh, 
in the time that he was bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt when the law was being given to Moses by God, even at Mount Sinai, for instance, in Exodus 19 and also in Exodus 24. And uh, so this would have put it around you know, 1446 B.C. approximately. That's not of great significance, but just something to consider that uh, Moses had opportunities to write uh, the book of Genesis, and so it makes sense that it's a part of the law of Moses, and it seems uh, that the rest of the scriptures point to that uh, conclusion as well. When you look at the purpose of Genesis, it's important maybe to examine the books of the Bible and say, well, well as I study this, what's the, what's the purpose? Why is this written uh, for me to read or others to read? And there are three things that I want you to think with me about considering uh, the purpose of Genesis. One is there's a historical purpose. Uh, when you look at the creation of the universe and the creation of mankind, and so just from history, where did we come from? That's very important. Also, the entrance of sin into the world. You know, throughout the Bible, the problem of sin is going to be discussed and dealt with. And historically, we need to go back and say, well, where did this all start? And Genesis provides that record. Even the origin of the nations of the world are provided in Genesis chapters 10 and 11. The origin of the nation of Israel, such an integral part of the entire Bible story, to know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the descendants of each of them uh, as it relates to the nation of Israel. You can read about that in Genesis chapter 12 through 36 specifically. There are also historical significant events that happen with Israel as far as their own origin, identity, and place in God's plan. And so when you look at God's preserving Israel in Egypt uh, through Joseph, chapters 37 through 50, uh, then it provides this very important part of the history of the people of Israel and how they came to be who they are and who they were. But beyond historical purpose... Genesis also has a teaching purpose, a doctrinal purpose. Uh, it teaches that God created man in his own image. And so not only does it tell us historically when did man start, but it gives us some identity and understanding who we are. In Genesis 1, in verses 26 and 27 specifically, you read about God stating that man is made in the image of God. Also, we understand through Genesis that God hates sin, that, that sin is a problem in the eyes of God. Uh, chapters 3 through 9, that becomes very clear in Genesis, as well as in Genesis 18 and 19. And God not only hates sin, but He has a plan to redeem man from sin. And that's stated very early on in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, uh, as Adam and Eve have fallen into sin and uh, the devil is even being dealt with there. Uh, God states this redemptive plan ultimately in very simple terms in early prophecy given to man. And this plan is going to be carried out through the descendants of Abraham. In Genesis 12, in the first three verses, God, in speaking to Abraham, lays out that plan to work through Abraham uh, to bring salvation to all nations. And uh, so we see a teaching purpose that's going on through this. And also throughout these stories in Genesis, you're going to see that God shows himself to be faithful and just 
and always keep his promises, which are lessons that are important to understand all of the things that God will teach us through his word from Genesis to Revelation. And then not only historically and not only as far as teaching, but third, Genesis is important when it comes to understanding who Jesus is. And we've stated previously that Jesus is at the center of the entire Bible. And he is at the center of what we're reading in Genesis as well. Because here in Genesis, we're going to see the clear fact that man sinned and that sin entered the world and that that was hated by God and a problem in the eyes of God. And so therefore, mankind would need a Savior. And that Savior would come by the descendants of Abraham and that that Savior would come to save mankind from sin. And that all begins here in the book of Genesis. Well, as far as the overall content of Genesis, we have noted that the title means beginning or in the beginning. And so Genesis is filled with important beginnings of things. You could really say it is truly the book of beginnings. For instance, we have the beginning of the universe. We have the beginning of man. We have the beginning of marriage and family and the home in Genesis 2, verses 18 through 24. We have the beginning of sin in Genesis 3, in verse 6. We have punishment with its beginnings. In Genesis 3, in verses 22 through 24. The first prophecy of Christ made in Genesis 3, in verse 15. We have sacrifices introduced in Genesis 4, in the first five verses. Civilizations are introduced in chapter 4, in verse 17. Nations are introduced in Genesis chapter 10 and 11. And the nation of Israel itself is introduced to us in Genesis 12, in the first three verses. So, when you're looking at Genesis, there's, again, these important beginnings that can be studied and understood because of what is made known in this book of the Bible. Genesis also introduces us to important people uh, when it comes to the entire Bible story. Again, Abraham being the father of the nation of Israel, so Abraham and his descendants, Isaac, Jacob, and then even the role of Joseph, uh, among others as the book unfolds, show that the patriarchs and the days of the patriarchs in the book of Genesis are so significant because of how God would introduce himself and interact with mankind and present his plan to redeem man from his sins. Genesis also really emphasizes that man has a problem when it comes to sin and that God has the solution. And the promises that are made to Abraham are also a focus point in the book of Genesis. There are a number of key events that outline the book of Genesis. These are things that you might just try to commit to memory to some degree or maybe make notes of these and revisit them as you study. But the early history of man is dealt with in the first 11 chapters or so of Genesis. 
in chapter 1 uh, through chapter 2, about verse 25, you have the creation of the world, the universe, and man. In chapter 3, the first 24 verses, you have the entrance of sin into the world. In chapter 4, beginning in verse 1 through chapter 5, verse 32, you have uh, two lines of the human race that uh, emerge on the scene. In Genesis 6 uh, through Genesis 9, you have the worldwide flood uh, stage of things with Noah. The descendants of Noah are introduced and shown in chapters 9 and 10. And then in chapter 11, uh, you have the Tower of Babel and the division of the nations, where God confuses languages, and ultimately it leads to the birth of many nations. You have the life of Abraham in Genesis 11, uh, beginning in about verse 27 through chapter 25. God's covenant made with Abraham is included. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah for their sin. Abraham and Abimelech, the birth of Isaac, the promised son, and the testing of Abraham's faith are all seen there in this lifetime there of Abraham. You have the life of Isaac that is outlined, the birth of Jacob and Esau in chapter 25, uh, the selling of Esau's birthright to Jacob, which was such a pivotal point in Israel's history in chapter 25 of Genesis. The matters involving Isaac's family are discussed uh, in chapters 26 and 27. You also have the life of Jacob in Genesis 28 uh, through Genesis 37. Uh, Jacob's sojourning and his return to Canaan are covered in all of these chapters. And then you have the life of Joseph, Genesis chapter 37 through Genesis 50. And Joseph is taken to Egypt. Uh, Joseph falls into difficult times and then rises to power in Egypt. Uh, kind of an unexpected turn of events. Obviously, God's hand was in it all. Joseph is reuni reunited with his family in Genesis 42 through 45. And there begins the uh, movement of Israel uh, in, the, in Egypt in Genesis 46 through chapter 50. So the beginning of things and the information that's provided in Genesis are very unique. Uh, makes for a very interesting study, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, uh, topic by topic that's covered. And it's very foundational, it's very fundamental to our faith in God, to come to understand the creation of things, to come to understand the importance of knowing uh, how God sees sin and man's fall into sin, and the plan of God to redeem man through the lineage of Abraham and the nation of Israel. And how the nation of Israel then begins uh, its history uh, that is so important in bringing to us uh, the Savior, Jesus Christ. So I hope this helps as an overall outline of uh, the book of Genesis, an overview, if you will, of the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. And Lord willing, next time we'll open up the book of Exodus and do the same and take an overview look at the second book of the Bible and continue going in the Scriptures to look at how we can better learn to study the Bible and share God's Word with others. Until next time, I'm Lance Taylor, hoping that you will always stay in the Scriptures.